Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including a Little Witch Academia, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Steve Zek. Yo! Beatrice Murad. Hello! And April Collins will be joining us shortly. Uh, today we'll be discussing Little Witch Academia once again, uh, this time episodes four to seven, four, five, six, and seven. Uh, check out our uh, podcast on episodes one to three if you have not, uh, our recap podcast there. We are, we have started going through the Little Witch Academia episodes in honor of it being on Netflix. Um, you can find all of our stuff at overlyanimated.com, including a recently made uh, anime-specific feed. So if you just want to subscribe uh, to our anime uh, topic discussions on iTunes, as sporadic as those may be, uh, you'll get Little Witch Academia included in the, uh, in that. So um, you can check that out, overlyanimated.com. Uh, so yeah, today we'll be discussing episodes four to seven. These are Nightfall, uh, Pact of the Dragon, The Fountain, and Orange Submariner. Uh, don't get that title, but we can talk about that. Uh, I think it's Orange Submarine. Uh, I My bad. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Submariner. Um. Oh. So, uh, yeah, these are. If you don't, uh, no spoilers beyond that. Um. So if you're just uh, watching along with us, you won't get stuff beyond episode seven. Um. These are. Sure. Uh, let's let's go quickly through these episodes. These are the um the Lote book series uh, episode is episode four. <laughs> the Twilight episode. The Twilight yeah. episode. Yeah. The uh then we have the weird dragon episode is five. Um, mm-hmm. six is the introduction to Andrew and the uh <laughs> chariot stuff. Uh, the fountain. Yeah. And then seven is uh the very very weird fish episode so <laughs> if you need a refresher on what we're covering yeah, that, it's those that ones. was that follows up on five and six key points i can't believe we're at we're at the halfway point already of halfway point of the first <laughs> of the half Netflix. of the season yeah yeah <laughs> there you go. Well, the quarter point <laughs> yeah so let's let's refresh on um on uh where we each uh personally are in the show so no episode no uh spoilers beyond episode seven however steve is our uh little jack academia expert he has seen everything correct steve yep yes uh beatrice what have you watched since last podcast <laughs> well you know i i i don't really have a good sense of control over <laughs> things i like so i started watching it and i just once i got the okay from you to be like okay you can watch the next like the rest of the 13 i did and then i was like you know what who cares? I'm just going to go and straight commit. Let's go for all 25. And so now I'm caught up. I've watched everything. Oh, well, we can, well, we can chat privately about that. Okay. April, <laughs> or, uh, Beatrice completely caught up. Um, I am, I have not seen beyond seven, so do not spoil me. You fools. Come I, on, I won't. I won't. <laughs> so. oh, um, also want to mention the latest little witch academia news. There's the trailer came out for the latest video game. Which is has a lot of press. A lot of gamers are think it's a very good game. So, um, but I will say, like I've seen the trailer, and it's not like there are things in it. I think that I wouldn't have wanted to see had I not seen the entire series completely. Yeah. So, yeah. just like just if anyone hasn't seen past episode seven, I wouldn't recommend checking the trailer out until you yeah. finished the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I will hold off on watching it. Um, 
but uh <laughs> steve is very eager but uh yeah the, the trailer trailer does look uh interesting april who's joining us shortly has not also not seen beyond seven so do not spoil me and april for future oh, events okay. but um let's let's uh yeah let's get overall impressions of these four episodes we're both we're all pretty positive about the first three episodes of lwa uh steve what do you think of uh these next four uh episodes in general is it an improvement is the series uh, trending upwards Yes, improvement. Um, especially um five through seven and um, four was a good one. Um, it shows that you know another character besides Aku can be center stage, which which up to this point has never really happened. So, um, I'm, I don't know really nothing about Twilight. So any comparison to Twilight, you guys gonna <laughs> fill in for me. But it looked like in this in this book though, they hinted that there could be a lot of gay romance between Edgar. And Arthur. Yeah, they, I, I did. I did catch that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The shipping. <laughs> Mote is one of us, essentially. <laughs> and five, yeah, and five introduces like maybe a hint of a plot about you know magic not being so popular, and we got to see more of these Amanda, Jasminka, and Constanza characters that were prominent in the second film. That's uh, and Dylan, you said they weren't much of a character in episode three, but I think by n- now they are. Yeah, we we got a lot and, more of the side characters. Yeah, and and uh, episode six introduces the very fandom divisive character Andrew, <laughs> who like some people love him, some people hate him. I'm sort of in the middle, but I'm sort of shipping though. He does. I just hope there is no. Uh, I'll, I'll say that for later when we get. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get have there. our shipping and, segment. Yeah, in episode seven. I, I do have to question though: Is the witch is Professor Pisces? Is she a fish that became a witch, oh, or is well, she a witch that became a fish? We'll break that down, Steve. This is a yeah. good question. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very reasonable question to have. Yeah, and does and it does follow up on episode six in terms of Akko becoming more serious student, and also right now and her friendship with the this trio of you know the the trio from the uh, movies, uh, Amanda, Jasmine, and Costanza. He's buddies with them now in that episode, it seems. And and the reason why I said we should do four instead of three this time is because, you know, 13 episodes total, it's impossible to do it evenly. It is not divisible. That's our that's our reason yeah. why we're doing four. Okay. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, Beatrice, what are your overall impressions of these four episodes? Well, when I was watching it, like, the first time around, uh, I was a little surprised by how slice of life it was. Mm-hmm. I expected to just have the plot like go in, like just starting from the beginning, just like running for the plot because I didn't, I guess in the beginning, I didn't know how many episodes we would get. So if it was 13, I was like, wow, they're wasting a lot of time. And then I checked like, oh, okay, there are way more. All right. I understand now kind of. And, um, so yeah, it was very slice of life. It was cute. I really liked episode four because we did get to know Lotte a little bit more. I, I can't stand episode five. I, I just, I can't stand it. Uh, we'll get into why later, but oh God. Um, episode six, for me, I enjoyed a lot. Um, if you, well, again, we're going to get into a little bit later, but if you remember a little rant I did last episode, uh, uh, last podcast, um, I said... If we're going to get a male character, I want it to be X, Y, and Z. And it seems like we're going to go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, in episode seven, I know based on what you guys have somewhat maybe hinted was a little weird for you. I agree. it was It's different, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it because of especially six and seven, but seven in particular, because of 
the arc, or at least the change in Ursula's character. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, while yes, this is a very much an Aqua-focused episode, okay. the real winner of this episode was Ursula, and I can't wait to talk about that. Also, Han Megumi, the voice actress for Akko, is just a standout, especially having to rewatch these episodes, like, before, just to refresh. Like, she, it just it stands out even more now than before that, like, she, like, just comedically, she just shines. She's just a great voice actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that um, one of my big takeaways from these four episodes is that this is like cementing this as Akko's show. Um, like, I think it wasn't completely clear before. I mean, she's definitely the main character, but she didn't sh- super shine through the first three episodes. But uh, this is uh, all Akko all the time here, except for that episode four. And um, she mm-hmm. I, I agree. Her Seiyu is, is very good. And also, uh, I, I think that character is is, uh, is 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 the standout of all of the characters so far and definitely still my favorite. You must be loving it, Dylan, because you said Aqua's your favorite. Yeah, definitely, definitely still my favorite by far. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah this point from this point, I, I up to episode seven for me, my favorite would be like Aqua would be my number two, and Ursula would be my number one. Just like because like Aqua's like she's great. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Diana and Ursula have a lot of potential here, but haven't had too much yeah. screen time yet. So we will see. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did tease us episode six. It looked like it looked like it's gonna be a big like Diana's gonna play a big role, and then she just disappeared like yeah. halfway through and never seen again. Ugh. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. We'll yeah. get into it. We'll yeah, we'll get, get into, into it. it. So, so overall, I think these four episodes. Um, as I, I saw the potential in the series in one to three. Um, I was a little bit down on them though. Uh, I think that these four continue. Um, the trend of potential but not hitting too much with one big exception um but generally this episode isn't doing too much with its mytho- the show series isn't doing too much with its mythology or plot um and i'd like to see it uh take off a little bit more there because in the meantime we get a kind of ridiculous episodes like episode seven even though the character uh work in episode seven was great um the mythology stuff was absurd and uh same thing with episode five um uh, basically four was a solid episode but uh nothing special but here we go. Episode six, by far the highlight of the series so far, oh. The Fountain. Um, yeah. it is, this episode's on another quality level from the rest, uh, in terms of animation, yeah. plot. I think, uh, I was he- incredibly surprised to see, uh, this male character finally introduced Andrew and have him be really interesting and likable. Um, I, I yeah. was kind of shocked. I never liked the male characters in all female ser- character <laughs> series. Um, but, uh, Andrew was really well characterized. This episode was gorgeous. I loved the tie in with chariots past, uh, the Akko arc. Um, basically I think episode six was excellent and the rest of these episodes are fine is, oh, my, yeah. is my general assessment. Dylan, are you convinced though now that, that the humans, they know about magic and witches. Yeah. Are you- yeah, yeah. I'm, that's the, that seems somewhat apparent. Although it's, it's, you know, it's not clear how much the, uh, Andrew's family knows more. They, they, they could know more than everyone else, but they seem to be not magic users. And, uh, they, this series seems to have gone in, the, down the route of, um, uh, everyone knows about magic, but they don't really care because it's useless, which I actually kind of love. Um, <laughs> like, uh, this is like, uh, in Harry Potter, it's always, it's always like, why don't you guys have guns? Like, why are you going around shooting spells? This is like very inefficient way to fight. Um, so I kind of, I love this idea of, yeah, this magic has just been eclipsed by modern technology here. What, what is any of this even for? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they, we haven't really hit on this too much in the series, but I, I like the concept. That's, that's kind of generally true of every mythology element so far here. Um, nothing's been touched upon too much, but there's a lot of interesting concepts floating around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that unlike Harry Potter, the magic here has also tried to somewhat adapt to technology, like the crystal ball that um, that Lotte has. Yes. Like, that's like a computer. So I like I kind of like like the little ways that they're trying to incorporate that. And we have a character like Constance who who is incorporating like machinery with magic. So like I like the it's an interesting place because usually you expect magic to be the superior thing, the more powerful thing. And to have it be reversed is really fascinating to see. Normally, you have pretty much magic and technology at odds. Magic or technology, you can't really have them like work together. So this is that's why it makes the series kind of unique, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a it's a great point. I loved uh, Lotte's like crystal ball texting thing. That was that was so fun. Yeah, oh, I, social media in the magical world. Yeah, I'd love for this this uh, series to incorporate that type of stuff more. I agree that that's kind of been there below the surface. This type of technology and magic intertwining, but um, let's let's make it a a, a bigger theme because I agree that's kind of a unique way to approach uh, uh, this type of stuff. Um, yeah, I think negative-wise, uh, we're still doing a lot of uh, kind of typical story element things that don't jump out. Even episode six, um, while it was um, like beautiful and hit high points, there's nothing there that has like, uh, wow, this is like a really unique way to approach this uh, narratively. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we we kind of uh, have been running onto some of the same beats a lot. Uh, Diana mm-hmm. is um, just really smart and knows how to do everything and saves the day. And then also, we have the antagonistic teacher, and she just gets mad of them and threatens to throw them out of the school and i feel like those both of those things have happened several times um so i'm 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 ready to move on from from that (laughs) totally totally yeah i have a lot of thoughts on diana's characterization so far yeah um i agree um i thought um i thought episode five you had a little bit of that sassy diana came back just for a little bit um not much and i thought andrew's fine character um I don't think he's the greatest character in the world, but he's certainly much better than, say, a character like uh, John from Ruby, and of course, much better than Oscar from Star. So, those are the, those are our comps here. I don't know. If <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. John, John is that's not a high bar, though. Yeah, I agree. John is the comp from Ruby. Yeah, um, com- uh, like comparison comp. In, in a way, I kind of see those, uh, a couple of Sailor Moon comparisons here, like. And when I saw Andrew first in the opening, I really thought, honest to God, I thought he was gonna might be a love interest for Ursula because he looks so much older than the rest. And I guess it's just some is an anime trope because you know in Sailor Moon, of course, the love interest he is he is much older than the uh, love interest in than Sailor Moon herself. And and also when I think of the dynamic of Akko, Amanda, and Diana together, they like they have different things they can contribute they work together like a magic girl team like diana's the brains um amanda could be like the muscle the brawn and aqua of course the heart yeah the uh unimportant heart aspect so yeah <laughs> uh yeah we'll find something taught you nothing it's the most important part i've never bought that <laughs> that that's most important but <laughs> yeah we need to make akko uh more more useful but um she yeah some i love i love akko diving into um the studies in episode seven i thought was, that was so interesting anyway let's know okay i think the headline here our first uh thing to get into in more detail is uh andrew I think that he is the 
<laughs> as frustrating as it is, I feel like that's the the biggest discussion point here. Like we introduced this random character. Um, like how much of a part of the series is he going to be? I, I mean, you guys know better than me. You've seen it, but um, like uh, what? How is he? Uh, he's kind of interestingly presented. I guess his his biggest attributes are he's like a skeptic of magic at first. At least talking to Diana, he knows Diana from when they were younger. He's very cordial. Um, despite uh, disagreances with Diana. And then definitely potentially the thing that uh, stands out the most is uh, is his fascination with Akko, I would say. Um, I, I think that that uh, kind of shines. So he's like, he loves uh, Akko's energy or um, that was kind of my read on the situation. Potentially romantically interested in, uh, in Akko and she's maybe changing his perspective on magic by the end of the episode. Yeah. All of that kind of accomplished in maybe five minutes of screen time for the character. So I thought it was a very, a very successful initial characterization of Andrew here. Oh, oh when I first all this at the time, I, I thought possible future storyline for Andrew, though, is perhaps one he might become like Diana's fiance, arranged fiance, mm, yeah. to make I some could, sort I of deal to save magic. Like yeah, 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 because Diana clearly doesn't like him, doesn't care much for him either. So, yeah, it actually be an interesting conflict with Akko probably trying to break them up because and just you know, see, like, it because I don't because Akko, as much as she has her problems with those two. She does not want to see people unhappy, and so having them in a forced marriage, that would not be cool. She would not stand for that. I, I've not gotten the read that the series is doing that, uh, but that would be a, yeah. that would be the type of thing that uh, this, these plot lines would do. Uh, April Collins has joined us. Hello, April. Hey, everyone. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, April, well, give us jump right in. Give us your take on Andrew uh, from episode six here. <laughs> he is an interesting character. Uh, I. I hope we see more of him. So I think it's interesting how like, uh, it seems like Andrew, I, I kind of caught in what you guys were talking about, but it seems like, uh, Andrew and like Diana have some kind of past. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is, but I don't think that it's positive. So, <laughs> what be true? But, but like, I, he did seem to sort of, uh, take a liking to Akko at the very least so did you find him um, did you find him sympathetic in the episode I kind of did yeah I would agree with that for sure uh and especially because like he was very much like uh I say against magic he called it very old school and Mm old-fashioned and so it just seemed interesting that like someone with that perspective would be visiting uh the academy and sort of being like, I guess, touring it with such high authority almost. So I was like, okay, I want to know more about you, Andrew. Tell me. Intrigued <laughs> by Andrew. Uh, Beatrice, what is your Andrew take? You know, I really like, I like when he was introduced, I really loved him. I thought that it was exactly the introduction I wanted for this type of character. As I mentioned before, I just, I, I expected Andrew to be more like Frank. That was my fear that he was going to be more like his pal, Frank, that was just very superficial, not really much there, kind of a, a, a cardboard. Whereas with Andrew, like we got some motivations. We got to see a little bit inside his head and we got a little bit of his past because he is, I don't know if it's the words friends or just acquaintances with, with Diana, who, by the way, I love how she's just not phased by him while everybody else is freaking out. Yeah. She's just like, really? We're doing this? Like, why? <laughs> um, I will say that I don't I, I don't know about, like, the whole, the whole marriage thing because, I mean, if that were the case, I feel like his dad would be more, like, aware of Diana. 
if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like yeah. he would have like recognized, like he would have like acknowledged her somewhat instead of just like not really doing much, at least where it comes to Diana. So, um, I don't know. I really like Andrew. I really like his chemistry with Akko. I really enjoyed that. I was surprised by how much of chemistry there was between them. And I don't know the hijinks. And I, I kind of, I don't know about you guys, but do you think like those like donkey ears are like a reference to Pinocchio? I thought, I was thinking more Dumbo, but... Oh, Dumbo, maybe, but I don't know. I saw it and I was like, oh, it's like Pinocchio. <laughs> like a tip <laughs> of their hat. So, yeah, there's just, there's so many, like, references, like, in the show, like, throughout the show about certain things. So I, I'm always looking for them. So don't ex- don't be surprised if I just throw random no, things at the, you. These are, these are welcome here. A lot of uh, uh, comparisons. To, uh, which I was going to say, it's a common thing in animation, though. Like, there's always tips of the hat to yeah. every different, like, to whether it's, like, Disney or whoever. Like, there's always, like, those small, like, tips of the hat. Like, hey, I see yeah. you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, episode five, the beginning, Powerpuff Girls. Like, yes. everyone caught that, right? <laughs> well, we'll talk about the Powerpuff Girls reference, awesome. yeah. I, th- uh, I think the thing that makes, um, and uh, as we point out, I think the thing that probably stands out to make Andrew sympathetic in this introduction is um, how he treats Akko. Um, and there's a certain element of this, this which is like a little bit um, gender rosy, which is like, oh, we'd expect Andrew to um, be into Diana and he's not and he's interested in Akko. So that's like good. Um, and he shouldn't be like praised for that. Like, you know, it's just uh, that should ignore that type of expectation thing. Um, but regardless, it is uh, it is very uh, interesting to see that he he's just like he just likes Akko's energy and uh he does treat her like very respectfully and stuff and uh he's like interested in her progression like uh in that episode too <laughs> um i agree they have like a great dynamic and um i'm totally about them being uh best friends uh so i would yeah. love to see andrew back just uh talk to Akko more oh uh, yeah i think they have good chemistry as well but i still think Akko and diana has great chemistry i think their chemistry is much better <laughs> That's not that's anything wrong with Aqua and Andrew, but and if I could defend Frank for a moment though, he's talking about cartoon, you know, references. He is still much sympathetic, much more sympathetic and more likable than Hannah and Barbara. Is uh, Frank the friend of of Andrew? This yeah. is who yeah. we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. If, if if Andrew's like the male Diana, then I guess Frank is his is Andrew's yeah. Hannah Fra- and Frank, Barbara. Frank is very nice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He, I was gonna say I enjoyed Frank. I did not like him. <laughs> I don't know if we. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Like I didn't, I didn't not like him, but his character is somewhat simple, is what I'm saying, and that's what I feared going into. Like when I saw Andrew in the opening at first, I feared that he was just gonna be a pretty simple character, like Frank. And nothing wrong with Frank, but there, but, there's not really much there. Whereas with Andrew, I was like, oh, there, there could be something interesting told with you. Right, but it also says a lot that they would make Frank such a simple character versus Andrew, who I'm assuming is going to be, because again, I haven't seen past episode seven, so I'm going to assume that Andrew shows up and we sort of see somewhat of a character development out of him. And that's why like they would make Fr- Frank so simple as comparison to Andrew. But also I dug that Frank was totally into Diana. So just yeah, saying. He, yeah, he definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, who is yeah, yeah, into yeah, Diana? Yeah. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. fair. That's true. We all love Diana. <laughs> yeah. The one, the one flaw in Andrew though, in my opinion, is he, he's a little bit maybe too much like Diana in terms of the, con- the nature of the conflict between him and 
Akko is similar to the conflict Diana has with Akko in terms of them being come from backgrounds very similar. Akko, the common girl, have these like have this perception that these characters are kind of snobs mm-hmm. and stuff. And only different though, of course, Diana, of course, she is as much pro magic as Akko is. And I do feel you see the difference between Akko and Diana is the stuff Akko said to Andrew, you know, in this episode. You know, when Diana was talking to Andrew, you just knew she probably wanted to tell him off. She really wanted to, but she's too reserved to do that. Everything that Aqua said to Andrew, I really believe Diana in her heart, she really wanted to say those same things earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that too. I, well, I, sure. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're that similar though. You know, like I feel like the core of Andrew, at least from this point, is that we know is that he is against magic. He finds it useless. I mean, just. And, I mean, I guess the similarities that he and Diana have is that they're from, like, an upper-class background. But Diana, like, Diana's more, like, I don't know. I see Diana Diana as, like, a very intelligent, very talented student. Um, I don't know what, I don't know if he's, like, I don't know how he is as a student. But, like, I don't know. I just, the only thing I see that they're similar in is their up their upbringing not so much their actual like things that make the core of their characters which is like andrew's stance on magic diana being like well we don't know diana much at this point which is a negative of the show so far for me because she's kind of been one note so far you would think that after x amount of episodes we would have a little bit more insight to her other than the fact that she is obviously of magical upbringing and that she is I guess her a high class family. Yeah. I guess so. Then, I like just, yeah. Go go ahead. But no, like it. You would. Uh, I don't know. You would almost expect that there would be a little bit more to her, considering the fact that like we've seen her almost every single episode. So yeah, and not just yeah. that, but like she's kind of they're relying too much on her as being like the fixer. I always say this word wrong, wrong but like Deus ex, ma- ex machina. Like yeah. she's kind of yeah. is that, especially in episode yes. five, where it's like. Of course she would know that ancient dragon language. Like, why wouldn't like, she? Like, of all the people Exactly. In the school. It's just, I don't know, it gets, of all the professors that they have at the school who are masters of their craft, she's the one who has to come in and know everything. I don't know. The thing, my issue with Diana at this point is that she is too much of an adult. She's too much of a teacher. She's like, she doesn't, most of her interactions are either with Akko or with the teachers. She doesn't really... I don't know. All she is there for is just to show that she's a very talented student. I was going to say, yeah, go for it. Oh no. I was just going to say like her, it's almost like at this point, her literal like point of being a character is to just show that like, like this is something that Akko should be, but she isn't kind of thing. Like it's almost like that very vast comparison between the two characters. Like here's your main character and look at how far she is behind like right, in comparison right. to Diana, like it's it's almost like not fair at that point. It's like it's like stacking the odds against Akko. Exactly, and it's just so frustrating because I'm just like, why are they in the same classes together? If the, if Diana is that advanced, yes. why is she in advanced <laughs> classes? Why how 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 did Akko get into that elective course? If she doesn't, right. like, aren't there requirements in this school? Like how does there should school work? there should be they like, need money. There should be a curve, like. <laughs> I know, like, it, and look, you. Uh, I heard someone say making money. I understand that, but that's not the problem with that. Like, you, Akko can still be a student at the school. It's still, the school would make money off of her, and she could still be probably play, properly placed in the level that she is. 
Like, exactly. This is, this is a failure of the system of the school. It's a systematic okay, problem. Okay, okay. <laughs> it is failing Alco, and she deserves better. I, I, I think, though, part of Diane's character, though, you say she acts too much like an adult. I think maybe part of her, one of her character arcs probably would be her, by the end, maybe learn to be to loosen up and be more like a kid and act her age. I think Aku and Diana's developments are going to, like, cross paths. Um, and will Aku maybe get better in studies and maybe get be, like, a better student like Diana? I think Diana might have a similar opposite arc of being more like Aku, learn to be more like her, you know. You know I, I, I completely understand. Trust me, I do. But um, I just, having seen the entire product... I, like the entire show, I just there's certain things no that spoilers. the show didn't. <laughs> no spoilers. spoilers. No spoilers. That's not a spoiler. I was very vague, and I'm just saying that. Okay. Yeah. 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 But no. Di- okay. Diana has not been greatly characterized so far. Agree. And also, the show. Agree. This show makes no sense. Agree. Like this is one of many aspects <laughs> of the show that doesn't make any sense. The Diana is in the same class. <laughs> like I, I feel like the blame in signing up for the elective is on Aka, who apparently sat there and. Staring at uh, the fishbowl for like oh, uh, several Wait, weeks. Ursula. She's like, her counselor. Where was Ursula? <laughs> like Akko really just <laughs> sat there in silence in that class for many. <laughs> Why did no one stop her from? But it, but it makes me. Yeah, but it makes sense. Um, it's like none of that stands out to me because why is there a fish language or teacher or anything like? None. It's it's all does it's all nonsensical. So I. I don't that none of that is particularly egregious to me because, because of all of it. Well, well, we can have a troll teacher, we can have a fish teacher. The troll teacher also makes no sense in Star, so I think that that's not a good comparison. Um, that's, that they still let her teach yeah. him to this point. Yeah. That's yeah, and that they like know that that's nonsense, and I guess it's treated the same way. Anyway, um, I think that. Uh, yeah, Andrew and Diana, I think they have similar demeanors and we don't have much beyond uh, that for Diana at this point. So I think that's why they come across very similarly up to this point. So I do agree that they currently appear similar, although there's differences in the viewpoint of magic. Um, I think of one of the big similarities is that they're both probably in love with Akko. Um, I think yeah. I think that they display it differently. <laughs> yes. I think Diana is uh, very sundere towards her. That's her approach. Um, yes. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I think that uh, Andrew is a very uh Dere-dere, sweet uh, taco that's his approach so there's something we have... we've got two different yeah. approaches competing against one another yeah. like... got me dylan you got oh, me yes. she must be so confused <laughs> which which dylan, um yes Dave. uh i just want to say um i said before i hope there's like no love triangle between the three however along but i will only accept love triangle under one condition if Akko's the center of it, if it's a love triangle between Diana and Andrew competing for Akko, I'm down yeah, for I, that. I completely agree, Steve. Like, uh, I agree like, as like well. love triangle. Like, <laughs> you, you think no yeah. love triangles, but Akko instead of Andrew at the center makes it appealing. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah. Yes. and not just that, but like, like who wouldn't love Akko? She's so she's so sweet. It's like she is. She has to be the object of affection. Well, I can think <laughs> of three people. Three people: Finnerlin, Hannah, and Barbara. Yeah, we need to no. we'll go over character names, but um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll always go over character names. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll yeah. talk about the side characters. So yeah, there's there's our Andrew talk. Um, so I, while I would like the show not to approach the uh, romance between Andrew and Zako, I do think it would kind of be interesting in the context of uh, Diana and Zako. That being said, my read on the show is that it will not, be, not go in a romance direction, uh, much like a lot of genre anime. So... Um, 
Well, we'll see what happens, though. I uh, certainly am looking forward to seeing more of uh, of Andrew in the future uh, on the show. I think he's probably the standout side character for me so far. I mean, I think I'm, it's like Amanda or him are the are the two options there. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Amanda got a lot of like time and growth in this episode. Can I talk about one character in particular that I'm over? Okay, who are you over? <laughs> Jasminka. I'm over her. Like, look, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm so tired of the 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 plus sized character only being shown obsessed with food. Like I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that trope. Like that's not how life works. I just I just I'm so over her just constantly eating. It's like girl, get a hold of yourself. I'm just I'm I'm over it. I'm I'm complete I, I need more of her character. I need more development in her character. And it's like it's like really th- this this is it. Like that's the whole point of her character is like, haha, this is the girl who eats a lot. Like really, that's that's it. I'm just over it. And we've seen them do better other shows do a better job of that character because another char- example like that, Amethyst. Amethyst, there's so much more to her than just being this crazy eater. Yeah. That, that's an interesting comp, Amethyst. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that, that Jasmine is not even a person, so I mean, I have nothing to say about her. But uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, ja- apparently, Jasmine, uh, Constance, uh, is that how you say her name? And um, Amanda are now part of Constanza. Constanza. Are there- Constanza. And- even though she doesn't talk, a character than Jasmine. Yeah, I don't know who Constanza. I don't know who she is either. And Amanda are part of the crew now. We have a six-person crew instead of a three-person because yeah. they're just all hanging out yeah. and they sit at the same table. One more to go. One more, we have our seven with Diana joins. Yeah, we, yeah, where's Diana? Um, yeah. So I think all those characters were better developed. And also, a slightly more from uh, Diana's minions. Um, what are their names? Is this who you were talking Hannah about? Hannah and Barbara. Okay, Barbara. Yeah. Hannah and Barbara. Okay, I will say I very much enjoyed them in these episodes. I really, I really, I really like them. I love them. Dylan, I don't know why, but I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. no, don't be, I, I, kind of, I kind of loved when one of them tripped Akko. I thought that was great. So uh, I do. I, you're going to love them. I, look, I will say, like they, when Akko was like struggling in episode six, they were a little bit too mean, in my opinion. I was like, leave her alone. She's, she's having it rough. Because I feel like everyone's been there just, like, when they just can't get something and they're trying so hard. But um, beside that, like, I love how, I don't know, I still can't tell them apart. Which one's Hannah? I don't know. Oh, Hannah yeah, which is one is the, Hannah? Hannah is the red-haired one. Okay, Barbara right. is the dark-haired Nightfall fan Yeah, one. that's what I loved. I loved oh, yeah, yeah, one of them, like, like, oh, yeah, that's that's great, yeah. Like, okay. Barbara, <laughs> that, I so dig that. I'm like, please, be the the... The, the fan that's ashamed. And can I can I say just one thing about that episode? I really love how they didn't mock the fans of that of like Nightfall. Yeah. So often see yeah. like whenever there's something that's very popular, at least in our culture, not on the show, but in our culture, just that that's very female dominant in popularity. Whether it's like even just for older women and fit with this Fifty Shades of Grey or something. It's like, it's always something to be mocked at. And I appreciate how in this, like, it's not mocked. It's just like, like, oh yeah, that's a Twilight reference. That's really cool. And they didn't mock it. I really appreciate them respecting that. Yeah. I think in general, the show does a good job not mock, not uh, making fun of uh, its female characters at all. Um, just like a lot of shows would be like, that are about females that are like, potentially written by i don't know like uh the crew of uh, the genders of the crew of the show but um a lot of them would be like Mm -hmm. oh this um stupid aspect of uh of how these characters act but no i think i don't think they do that at all here 
Great job. Only problem I had though, maybe beginning of episode six when you have all these all the students farming over Andrew, the the didn't right, great them. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that they might have yeah. done. But that, well, that was Diana didn't. Yeah. Diana didn't. And you can, make an argument, you can make an argument that it's not just because she knows him. It could be because like she just doesn't care. Not, in, not into guys. That's the right. no. Also Latte and Susie too. <laughs> it's okay, Diana. <laughs> yeah. Also Latte and Susie. Don't forget them. Yeah, and also Akko Akko's like uh handsome. What? Like I, I loved her her action was very Ruby-ish from uh Ruby. I feel like she wasn't actually expressing romantic attraction. I feel like she was just like, oh, like a, like, ooh, what's this? Like this is like a potential fun thing. Um so I thought I thought that, that was a great approach. Like so far I don't think Akko has expressed any romantic attraction to anyone so far. Oh, I do say this though. In episode five, um I still ship Akko and Diana, but if they need, if Amanda can be their side girlfriend, if you want. Okay, let's talk Amanda. So Amanda was. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, love Amanda. I love Amanda. Uh, yeah. What's your take on Amanda Beatrice? I I just like I I love how because you okay you don't really spend a lot of time like knowing about her backstory. We don't know like who her family is. We don't know much, but because of just the dialogue she has been given as a character is so great, and she she has this like great banter with Akko that you just. You get to know her. You get to know her personality. And I feel like I know more about Amanda than I do about, I don't know. Oh, like, for instance, I do. I know more about Amanda than I do about Diana. I know more about Amanda. I know more about Amanda than I do about, say, Sushi at this yes, point. Definitely. So, so like, I don't know. Like, she suddenly became this, like, more important character than I had given her credit for. And I just love everything that she does. Yeah. That clues the... The yeah. movies, the second movie, or I, I, a Beatrice, yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen the second movie. I yeah. love. I loved her there too. But I like how they've continued it here. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Amanda April? Um, she's like the more fun version of Susie. Like she's like the less dangerous <laughs> version. She's like like uh, what is it in episode seven? I believe whenever like they're taking their flying test or whatever, and they're like. You know, you could have passed if you, like, had flown, like, normally. And she's like, yeah, but I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> like just that, like, flippant attitude. Like, yeah, that's fine, but that doesn't interest me kind of thing. Like, she's like, think about the future. I don't want to do that. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, definitely, I really enjoy her. I really enjoy, like, what she's become, like, in these last few episodes. So, um but yeah, a more fun, less dangerous version of Susie, I believe. So if she could take her place, that would be okay. Oh. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said she was the more dangerous version. I was like, did you not? Like, what? Because remember, <laughs> like, she even asked oh, Susie yeah. once in the episode. And she, she said, was like, did you, did you come much? And Susie yeah. didn't say no. She didn't say no. She didn't say no. She said nothing. She just sat there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think amanda is uh is one of our standout side characters so far i'd like like some more something out of her that's more i guess like passionate in in some degree like some stronger interaction with some other character or something like that to make her pop a little bit but um uh certainly she's uh, i like i know her much more than any of the side characters also more than susie and um probably more than diana <laughs> oh, so yeah. yeah that's uh she's she's uh, been great so far um yeah we can talk susie for a second not much to do here oh well, you didn't no. ask I, you didn't ask me what though amanda well, I, you you uh have expressed positive I, thoughts about I, I know i know i just wanted to say <laughs> one thought i said 
one thing is she is the uh, the missing derbyton, don't you think? Oh, huh? yeah, yeah, she is the, from New Power Girls. Yeah. No one yeah. understands that reference, but yeah, she is. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so, uh, Susie, Steve, are you, are you uh, dissatisfied by the use of Susie so far? Eh, well, it's all right. Um, Susie's fine. Like I said, the character I want more of is Diana in terms of underdeveloped, but I mean, Latte got her episode, episode four, so. I'm I'm very I'm very sure though down the line Susie's gonna get her episode. I really thought at the time she she she's gonna get her turn too. Yeah. So I'm patient. I'm cool. Yeah. No, just before uh, before I forget on Susie, I, we've been corrected. Susie is from um, Philippines, uh, not well, whatever we said. before. Oh. Yeah. That says says yeah. commenter. Um, I guess yes, but again again cu- countries. Uh, I guess the Andrew was named uh, Andrew, so um, we are te- in England, but. Um, Inter- still interesting use of nationalities, I would say, and language. But, uh, <laughs> An unknown use of nationalities. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> we're talking Japanese, and yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I think here's one of the, I think one of the most one of the things about the show I really don't get is why Susie and Lote are the are the numbers two and three. Um, I th- I feel like we should have had a stronger personality in our main group of three. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit not sure why these are characters we're going to focus on. And I mean, it's not nothing personally against them. We could have just added some more uh, interesting aspect to each of them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, oh, oh um, I was just going to say like, uh, in terms of like, I guess whenever you pick a main three, you, you sort of assume that you're going to mostly focus on those main three, but like the, I mean, I guess we kind of had like our Lotte episode with Nightfall, but like that was kind of it. And then for Susie, we haven't really had anything. And so I'm like, okay, you've, you've laid out these three main characters for me, but yet I don't like, I mean, Akko is obvious. She's our main, main character, but like the other two, I'm like, okay, so why why are you here? How do you exist? Like, what role do you play in Akko's life at Luna Nova? So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm slightly confused, I guess. Like, I feel like, I feel like we've gotten more from like other characters versus those two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the show is just, there's this like character mismanagement is how I've like tried to term it. They just yeah. they have so <laughs> many characters and they don't know how to manage them. I will say for Sushi, I, I agree that I don't quite understand why they in particular are the main three. Maybe because maybe the show's just assuming that because we followed them through with the films that we're just going to like be fine with it. So maybe that's it, but they haven't given us enough substance to solidify their friendship, I guess. They're right. like very close yeah. bond. I will say though for sushi that I don't. Sorry that I'm calling her sushi. It's just that's how they say it in the show. So it's I I I, I find a hard time to say Suzy or something. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so I like how they slowly they have these small moments with her where they just like kind of give you hints. Like for instance, the mushroom incident where like Amanda asks her, "Did you feed Akko a weird mushroom?" and she doesn't say anything. So she doesn't deny it. So I I like those little things where she's getting these little mo- like for instance the way she sleeps is like a vampire so like potential theory here like is Susie a, a, a vampire like oh. that's something interesting because she sleeps like one and so that's really cool to think about like they they give us a lot of fun with Susie that if you look closely you can kind of catch. Whereas with Lotte, you don't really get that. So that's why with Sushi, I don't have that big of an issue as I do with Lotte. Like, I love Nightfall because, like, yeah, we get to focus a little bit more on Lotte. 
but um, I, I, I need something more substantial for that bond between them and Akko to grow, at least in this series, since it is a reboot. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, can, I agree. And, you know, if we had an episode in which the main three was just Akko, Amanda, and Diana going on a little adventure, I would not be not, not complained. I would love that, so... <laughs> And, yeah, that's, 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 that's an issue. Like, that's an issue. If the main three aren't the ones you want to see on screen, but Akko and two other people, then I feel like that is a problem they well, should address. And one thing, but also the way they uh, spell the characters, I thought in a way, um, episode five and six, they sort of like inconsistency. Like, episode five, um, you thought it was going to be like a big Amanda episode, but towards the end, she kind of got shafted to the side. And same thing in episode six with Diana. At the very like like a halfway down, she just dis- she disappears completely from the story in episode six. So sometimes they just cannot make up their mind who's going to be the focus for an episode. Sometimes, yeah, and sometimes it's unforgivable. For instance, that's why I hate episode five because at least for instance with episode seven, which yeah. is kind of the weirdest episode, we got some like the main plot was Akko and her struggles, but we also got some very pivotal developments with Ursula. Whereas with episode five, it was like somewhat world building with the dragons, but it wasn't that interesting. I found it pretty boring. And the characters, like they could have taken that opportunity to kind of make the story a little bit meatier, not as thin, and included uh, not Diana, Amanda in there. Made something about Amanda or even just Constanza or Jasminka, like thrown or Sushi or Lotte, just made it a little bit anyone. more. Like, anyone. <laughs> just give us like some character development to match this somewhat thin storyline because on its own, it was just kind of boring. Yeah. So I think, I think yeah. it's probably, uh, we're only seven episodes in, but, um, it's, it's a potentially a mistake when we're hoping for the main trio to be, um, Diana and Amanda or maybe even, uh, Andrew instead of, uh, Susan Lotte. So, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, one of the more jarring things about the show, but it also doesn't necessarily matter if we're just, uh, having a bigger group we're only seven episodes in yeah, we're only <laughs> yeah, a short exactly. time in and we're, we're, we're just uh, throwing in all the characters anyway so uh let's quickly go through all the episodes um we've we've talked obviously some about some stuff but let's go back to episode four um we talked about this being a twilight um parody type thing so the the, the font is the same that's the main thing is that uh <laughs> they use the twilight font yep. Yeah, um, Edgar, yeah. Edward. Other th- other than that, yeah, there's like there's the the werewolves or whatever that they're trying to, and then there's like their romantic interests. But other than that, it wasn't a direct conflict. It's like historical fiction and stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't the direct parody of Twilight. I would say uh, overall, space a reference, I kind think, of like a weird reference, and they shifted it in their own way. Um, it could even be like a what is it like a weird like reference to not just like twilight but even like the harry potter series because they were like oh yeah it's it's been going on for x amount of years like what was it they're on like the 12th author or something like that like how does that (laughs) yeah and you know like kind of like those like midnight releases of books not necessarily midnight but it's like the release of books like that was like I can easily see, like, the people, like, the writers and animators of that staff being like, remember when we, like, went to go get the Harry Potter books when they came out, you know? And then wanted remember to Remember when we waited that. in line and we wore clothes? For a book. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember when there were books? Remember books? Those were great. <laughs> it, 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 like, waiting in line. It reminds me, like, going when we were going to a con. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was like an in uh, in town con, Hogsmeade con. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I think yeah, I think uh, episode four kind of stood out to me. Uh, so I think basically six is like a, a 
by far number one of the seven episodes that I've read so far, but I might even put four as my number two episode. Um, I really like the resolution at the end and everything involving uh, the 12th Annabelle. Um, I love uh, how Aquaman reacts with her and uh, just this episode kind of pred- ends up being about this message of ignoring internet trolls, which I think is an interesting, <laughs> yes. an interesting direction to take it. I love that. Yeah, but I thought that's really good. Uh, Lote and Lote uh, talking with her. Yeah, I think Lo- it's, a, it's a great uh, Lote characterization episode. Um, I just I just think everything that happens here is is pretty fun, um, and uh, it's it's uh, whereas the kind of weird elements of the mythology in other episodes sometimes are a little grating. I think everything here was uh, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yep, um, I thought same too. <laughs> I thought it was good as well. I love the whole space at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't find out who the Big Ben cosplayer was. Oh. Oh. Did oh, we? It was. It was the teacher. Oh, it was. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Which which teacher? The, the old... transformation teacher, I think. I don't know any of the teachers. Okay. She's kind of the old, <laughs> short old lady, but she's not the principal. Okay. She's the other short the old, old okay. lady. We'll, do we? Okay. Class. We'll go over. Yeah. We'll rank the teachers later in terms of <laughs> okay, how good they are. Okay. <laughs> Another podcast. I know who made <laughs> Ursula for the win. Oh, disqualified <laughs> from being a, oh, no. too much of a real character. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the other uh, kind of standout thing was uh, Lote talking about how um, she uh, comparing, as Steve notes in this outline, uh, how she uh, like idolization and how she looks up to people and doesn't want to be them, whereas Akko wants to like be the person she looks be up chariot, to. Be you know? yeah. Which I thought was, I a really, thought was, was a... an interesting direction to take, uh, like relating it to Akko's character arc, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I really enjoyed that sort of comparison in terms of like Lo- um, Lote and Akko, where like they both have like a person, I guess, that they idolize, but like the way that they approach it is totally different. And so it's almost kind of, I don't know, it felt like they were trying to like, this is like their forced bonding kind of thing. Like they both idolize someone and that's why they're friends kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah. And Akko ditched an opportunity to spend a whole day with her idol for this. Uh, he doesn't true. know it. Well, yeah, yeah, she doesn't know it. <laughs> oh, more, more yeah, on that in a sec. Um, yeah, but yeah, I liked how uh, yeah, the I, and I also I like the um Anna, the latest Annabelle author. I thought she was good. Uh, mm-hmm. That character, so cute. Yeah, uh, like how long is she? How old is this this girl? Like what? What is? I don't, know. I don't get that. She, she's more she's more set in life than I am. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought I, I liked uh, that episode. That's good. Let's talk Pack to the Dragon. Um, I agree. This is the worst episode of the show so far. So, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> it, I had to rewatch this episode a couple of times because I was like, "Did that really happen? Like, really?" <laughs> so, also, I think I got really bored during the first time that I watched it, yeah, too, and I was yeah. like, I like tuned it out yeah. at some point, and then I was like, "Wait, I have to go back and rewatch this because I don't remember what happened." So. Yeah. Um, Ugh, sorry. This, this, dra- this dragon <laughs> stuff at the end, it's kind of fascinating. It's really not what I needed to see from the series, but um, just this dragon uh, becoming this like online stock trader <laughs> is uh, really funny. Basically, yeah, right? So. Like, it's a, I appreciate the, 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 the originalness, the uniqueness of it, but at the same time, it's like, but is it worth it? Is that uniqueness worth it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I felt like they could have like not had that episode and I would have been okay. I, so. I'm 
Yeah. I'm more forgiving in this episode than you guys, maybe because it showcased characters I really love, like Constanza doing her skills, and of course Diana at the end saving the day. I I don't mind seeing that because I love Diana, so I'm a little more forgiving. I felt like it was a very like I don't know, <laughs> like I was just like it, I think we we slightly touched on it earlier where it was like of course Diana can read dragon language, yeah. like, and then of course she comes in and is like, oh hey, I'm gonna call you out. I'm everything that you've been doing wrong like and let's do math at the same time yeah. and i was like really diana like, yeah this is is this your role in this series at this moment like and i mean like i agree like we had some like cute sort of moments with like you know at the beginning when they were all doing laundry and trying to find their way about doing it kind of thing without magic but at the same like at the same time like i i just wish that this episode i don't know like if this episode hadn't existed in the series, I I wouldn't have noticed yeah, that I, much. Yeah. So I, I think the more interesting part was stuff in Luna Nova. When they changed, when they got out of Luna Nova, it kind of took a downward spiral. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I yeah. think the beginning was fine. Um, and I think that we're focusing a lot on the dragon stuff at the end, which is, you know, I don't think this episode is that much worse. Um, but uh, at the same, it's, I think the the one thing mythology wise that this does well is talk about the Luna Nova financial situation which I don't care about, but at the same time, this is vital for that storyline. So I guess that that's... Does it explain why Akko was allowed in the school? Yes, it does. It does. I I do appreciate that. Like, why are we just admitting this random non-magic person? But... Um, but I felt like we could have just like done it any other had way. us. Yeah. yeah, it could have just been like a brief dialogue between two people at, in some other episode. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And if again, I've mentioned it before, but if, it, if the plot is going to be that thin, you have to add another thing to it, either character development, something to make it a little bit better. Yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. But, the, uh, but the dragon certainly notable at the end. Everything was a dragon, so or memorable. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, maybe, maybe maybe Fafnir will come back. Maybe that'll be a thing again. So we'll talk then. But let's talk the episode six, the fountain. Um, we talked a lot yeah. about Andrew. Yes. Um, uh, what what haven't we talked as much about here? So I think Akko's arc and uh, chariot. Um, we see the flashback to. Uh, chariot kind of um, like uh, being rejected by the fountain and then learning stuff on her own and becoming awesome. Mm-hmm. I love, I loved all of that. That was really good. Yeah. I was going to say it was such a well done, done episode. Like I don't have very many complaints about this episode. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> same. I think uh, for me, like this, it's because of this episode and how passive of a role Ursula has in it. And that, episode seven to me is that much stronger especially on the rewatch having seen them back to back like it's just it just hits you like that this episode is like you get frustrated with with ursula you're just like can we can you please like help this girl can you please just like take like be faster at getting to her so that she doesn't have to do this alone can you do something (laughs) And and then that's why leading into episode seven it like it works so well just in terms for an for an Ursula episode, it works so well. The yeah, in episode two, who really who didn't take her studies seriously, at least now she's gonna be more of a student. And one other thing we're forgetting though is Andrew's dad. I think perhaps he might be like like a, a villain in this series. He might be one of our main antagonists. Um. Yeah, yeah. We saw him at the end in the car with Andrew, so I'm not clear how much that's supposed to be. Signs for the future, but uh, yeah, it seems like he he thinks of. Uh, the, the school and magic users as enemies and like keep your enemies close type philosophy. 
So that, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, so I love the chariot backstory. Uh, there's some ambiguity with what's happening with Ursula in the present. Steve in the outline says this is a confirmation of Ursula's identity. I did not get that read watching the episode. I thought that it was very ambiguous what was happening. Um, but I mean, if you piece it together, like the only person who sh- showed up at the end was Ursula and we saw in the present, probably chariot taking care of the bear and stuff. So it would make, it's, it's, if, if, if this would be, I guess this would be a big moment if the first three episodes didn't make this incredibly obvious already. Um, but yeah, that was notable. Um, I love, uh, the, this, what this means, this like reinvigorating Akko and, uh, giving her motivation that we see in episode seven. Um, so I just really love all that. And everything that happens at the fountain is, uh, just really gorgeous and wonderfully animated. And, uh, yeah, really just very, very impressed by this episode. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We we can all agree that episode six was a really good episode. Cool. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. It no, also showed the talents of uh, uh, Studio Trigger in terms of animation yeah. as well, which w- like well, a lot of like the stuff that they've done in other places, you can like you yeah. can almost see that reflected in this episode it's as weird. well. So. It's weird. I think it's by far the best episode, but in a way, I still think episode three is like one of my favorite because I thought it was a more fun episode. Yeah, fair. I think um, it, you know, uh, that that was fun. Yeah, the, there's six. Six is uh, fun in the uh, drama of it all. So I think it's a yeah. different type of yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so br- briefly on the animation style, um, I agree. This is like showcases their their the quality of their animation. I think the show is animated with an interesting style. I think it's one that I have somewhat trouble connecting to at first. Uh, this is not the our typical modern slice of life anime, highly stylized kawaii style. Um, like this is, oh, this no. is slightly more rough, <laughs> uh, like type of in, it's not, not like rough, but it's like, it's not, these characters aren't drawn with the expressed intention of being attractive. Like this is, um, so it, it definitely stands out in that it's not, uh, I don't know, like these, these, these people don't look perfect, which I, which yeah, I think is, exactly. I think is good for the type of show that we're, that we're doing. Yeah. And no, can and- we like, yeah, sorry guys. Um, can we appreciate the fact that the person who got the panty shot in the show is Andrew. Can we appreciate <laughs> yes. that? Yes. Like, wasn't a girl like always in these type of shows. <laughs> it was Andrew, and it was even by accident. And Aqua was like very apologetic. Who said there's no fan service in Little Witch Academia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. But that I, I, I was gonna say to the effects of like the animation and everything, like. uh I really appreciate it because I also really enjoyed Kill a Kill just because it's not that typical like anime animation, like Hawaii kind of style. And so I like seeing that in this given like their past with like Steven Universe and, you know, other shows of that nature. So I, I like that. So, yeah. Yeah, certainly, certainly stands out among the other animes airing right now. Uh, briefly on episode seven, uh, Orange Submariner. So, uh, we had the whole thing with Akko being motivated. Love that, but she's still failing everything anyway. Um, at least she's trying. Yeah, now. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, Di- Diana, fortune tells that Akko will leave the, uh, leave the school. So the we'll school. see what happens there. Um, she didn't say yeah, how she kind of, the kind school. of broad. So I, I think. It's super yeah. vague, and I think they even point that out at one point. They're like, "Oh, her fortune's just really vague." Yeah, Aqua was like, "Aqua's what he said it." She was like, "Yeah, yeah, she's saying nothing." Yeah, yeah. And Diana looked shocked. She looked like something really surprised her. Like maybe, like someone died or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
uh, didn't potential. Uh, we'll see if this prophecy comes back. Um, and then the fish stuff at the end, I think, kind of took me out of the episode. Honestly, I think the fish teacher, I was like, what's this? And then turning them into fish. <laughs> as, it wasn't like done badly. Oh, no. I, and I love how the um, like Akko's rewarded for like their like ethics class and like the to the fish teacher appreciated her good ethics. So um, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that, that I did like. <laughs> no, no, but yes, I, I just I, don't understand I, why they're they're fish. That's the. I was going to say, like, of these, like, four episodes that we watched, like, this one was probably my second favorite. (laughs) No, totally. Like, and it was so funny. Yeah, like, I I just enjoyed it. It was really fun, but, like, serious at the same time, because it's like, oh, no, Akko's going to fail out of school. But look, she's a fish. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah. I I don't know, um, you guys, um. I don't know which one was more important. I like the best though. Akko finally physically st- uh, hitting, like attacking Hannah and Barbara, or Ursula standing up to Finnerland. Oh yeah, can we talk yeah, about yeah. Ursula? Yeah, talk, talk about Ursula in this episode. Because, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've been like hinting at it the entire time. So okay, so episode six, she was very passive. She was all like just up to episode six. From one to six, she just wasn't present as a counselor. It's and a then in seven. Yeah. And then in seven, she just like there were moments where like she was like interacting with Akko, and Akko would like mention how she loves Chariot. And at this point, I think we can confirm that Ursula's Chariot. And there are these moments, these like just these beats that we just focus on Ursula's face, and you're slowly seeing her just not being able to like handle like her Akko struggling so much. And it's this their bond is growing, and then finally, finally, when she like stands up for Akko, like. She just, when you actually see her eyes and not just the glasses, and it's just such a beautiful moment for her. I was like, this is a pivotal moment for her as a teacher. I, I wouldn't say that she, like, she's, I, I think, like, this is, like, when she has finally found her place as a teacher. And I think from this point forward, we're going to see more of her as a teaching role. Like, up to this point, she was very uncomfortable being a teacher and stuff. And now it's like, no, now we're going to get an actual person that's going to take care of Akko and show her the ways. Well, I also enjoyed that they sort of, like, made fun of that fact. I don't remember if it was, like, at the end of uh, episode six or at the beginning of this one. But they're like, where have you been as her counselor? And I was like, same question. Like, can someone please answer that for me? And then, like, you see her so much, like, sort of mentoring, like, Akko in between her exams and before her exams and everything like that. And I was like, where was this before? Like... (laughs) totally totally like i feel like before she was just somewhere else and now it's like we finally see like we finally get there we finally are like okay now she's gonna take an active role and i i don't know maybe it's because like i'm just very invested in her where i was just like yeah you go i I, I love how at the end akko said oh you're like a teacher and she's like i am a teacher (laughs) yes I think at this point, though, she's been trying to acting too much like like Akko and the, and the girl's friend, like their big her big the big sister. But I think now she has to realize she's an adult. She has to have some authority. She can't. She's been a doormat to everyone, the students and the teachers. So maybe this could be a turning point for her, not being sort of like a doormat for everybody. See, but also we have- I feel like sorry. Um, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I also feel like the one of maybe this is me. Like now, this is more like a, a head cannon than anything else. But I feel like the reason, one of the reasons she was so distant from Akko before is because she didn't want to be found out. Like, you know, like if Akko's, you know, it's kind of like Lois Lane and Superman. Like, you don't, like, if this is the closest person to you, they should know. So maybe she was trying to, like, keep her distance. And then, like, I don't know, she either realized that Akko was just that 
somewhat thick-headed and just can't tell which one's which or whatever. But, like, now I feel like we're going to really get more of their bond. I feel like this was their bonding moment, you know? Whereas with Lotte, it was, like, in episode four, this was the Ursula-Akko bonding moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, Ursula came alive in in episode seven. Um, that being said, her uh, previous to that, she's been a little. Uh, I haven't super connected with um, disguised version Ursula. Like I love the flashback version of of uh, Cherry and stuff. And, uh, so we'll see if she this if she continues um, to be more of an uh, assertive presence. I think on the show. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's very interested in her and Akko's potential. It seems like Akko doesn't think that much of her right now. So um, I'm. But, <laughs> but to like, be fair, she hasn't really yeah. been there. Done anyway. Yeah. So and yeah. and they even say a lot. She's even like, oh, like you're somewhat of a teacher, and and she's like, I am a teacher, and we're yeah. like, we haven't seen that. Yeah. No one yeah. knows. Like, so I think it, I think it's <laughs> interesting how Akko's uh, view of her changes as we potentially whenever she learns and whatever she but, goes from blue to red hair, I think is the sign. But, because, there we go. <laughs> but, but so far, but she's the only teacher has been supportive of her. The only teacher has been nice to Akko. All the other teachers, like most of them, is, have been very, yeah. you know, very antagonistic towards Akko. Like, how, Willie, what kind of teacher you should be encouraging your students should not be like so like antagonistic? Don't you want them to succeed? Yeah. Exactly. And like, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm just too accustomed to Professor Dumbledore, like as a headmaster. <laughs> but I'm just like, where's the headmaster? What is she doing? Like, why does she have, like, no control over anything? Both the financial situation and then making sure her students are qualified to take courses that they should take. Like, where is this woman? Speaking of headmaster, I have a theory. (laughs) I do have a theory, but the headmaster, like, a lot of fans, that's just me, thinks that she knows Ursula and Chariot are the same. And that's how she got the job. She might. She probably knows. Mm, Yeah. Not much. Not much. That doesn't doesn't save her from... Akko failing though. Not much from the principal so far, but she uh, she doesn't seem as antagonistic as the mean teacher who is a, I thought was the principal for a while, but they're not. They're different. So no. yeah. Okay. So we'll see. <laughs> Me, Maybe you have mean teacher. You have principal, and then you have nice teacher. Those are our three teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to like break that because I know um, in the previous podcast we were like, oh, this is like Harry Potter, but like not. And so maybe they're like, cool. Let's stay away from like becoming like that Harry Potter trope, and we're just gonna distance the uh, like headmaster as far away as we possibly can, like, and she can be oblivious to everything, and that's how we'll get away with it, kind of situation. So I don't know. That's just like my theory in it. Okay. It'll be interesting to see. We've run out of time, Steve. Final thoughts on episodes four to seven. Oh, um, episode four to seven is continues to build on the series from episode one through three. On six, like I said, that's top tier episode. I think seven's a, it's close to top tier. You know, four is, mm, it's all right. Five, yeah, five very inconsistent. Um, I'm hoping though, yeah, we get we get like a Susie episode. I'm hoping also maybe Akko, Diane, Diana, and Amanda have some more bonding together, and and Ursula, quit being a doormat there there's the there's the advice at this point uh beatrice uh final thoughts um yeah these were very cute episodes uh again episode five to me is the weakest of all of them from one to seven i i just i hope that the show gets better with its character management that's my hope because when it's a when you have a big cast like this 
it's hard and not many pull it off. So I'm hoping that they improve on that and that we get more Ursula and Diana because they're my favorites. And Akko, because I just, I adore her now. Like, I loved her before, but having rewatched all, I'm just like, Akko's so great. She's so awesome. (laughs) Uh, April, final thoughts. Uh... I will say with these last four episodes, my interest in the show has definitely um, reached a little bit of new heights. Um, I mean, I was interested after episode three and then four, I kind of, I mean, it was a good episode, but five, like I fell off, but six and seven, I was like, I need to know more. And I like that a show does that for me, but I agree. Like there definitely has to be some kind of like character management. Like there's so many characters at this point. We either need to like, drop some off and focus on others. Like we need to just figure out who, like what the main characters are uh, besides Akko. And uh, speaking of Akko, like I, I, I know I didn't really get to talk about this cause I was away, but um, like, I definitely like Akko a lot more in these last four episodes than I did at the beginning of the series and much more than I did like during those uh, two short films that they released before the series even began. So I definitely like, I really enjoy Akko. She's, she's adorable and I'm rooting for her all, all the way. So (laughs) I'm I'm glad, I'm glad we've all came around on Akko. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I did too, because I, I think like if I, if my opinion of her hadn't changed after these episodes, then I might've like, I might've been very passive, like in terms of watching these ep- episodes going forward, but I definitely like, I appreciate her a lot more and I'm, I'm rooting for her much, much more like team Akko. Team, let's team go. Akko. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, best to worst six, four, two, seven. Um, what's left? Uh, <laughs> one. Uh, three, uh, five, <laughs> one. I think, I think one's slightly worse than five. Um, there you go. So there's the there's yeah. uh, there's the official <laughs> Dylan ra- rankings. We'll update uh, them as we go. So that's that's all. Let us know what you thought of uh, of our discussion on episodes four to seven. Let us know what uh, you guys thought of uh, four to seven, and whether we should continue LWA coverage. You guys were very vocal in the comments section, so I appreciated that. Um, uh, like ratings wise, it's it's like not as as high as some of our others, but the comment sections were very vocal, so I took that into consideration. And here we are with the second one, so we'll probably finish out. Uh, these this Netflix run um, consider yeah, yeah leave us reviews if you want to do someone like left us and I, I think in iTunes where you talking about LWA so that's great so that's a good way to get my attention oh, on this so uh, all that type of stuff uh, that's great overlyanimated.com consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash overlyanimated thank you very much to all of our patrons especially our patron of the podcast Jade aka Jewel and thanks as always to our patron executive producers John Ryan Steve Alex and Andy a uh, bunch, bunch of great stuff on uh, OverlandMade.com coming up. A lot of Rick and Morty coverage, um, continued Star Studio News coverage, and hopefully continued LWA, LWA coverage. Um, next podcast would be on eight to ten. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, ten. So we will, we will see eleven to thirteen, and then we'll see. And after then that. we'll see whenever Netflix uh, gives us a date. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. And, uh, after we're done here, me, me and Beatrice, at least we can we can discuss LDR. <laughs> no, no spoiler respect. podcast, not happening. Okay, so Dylan, we can have yeah. our own no, spoiler, no, ch- no. spoiler chat, non spoiler chat. I like to say yeah. that I haven't confirmed doing that. No, sto- no spo- spoiler chat, no, no. Okay, so uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.